0: Hello everybody, my name is Michael and welcome back to Last to First. So we are back for the United States Grand Prix Race Review and what an interesting race it was. Um, I would say it was more intriguing than... uh, Like an absolute worldy of a race, but it definitely uh, was a good one, and the first of a triple header. So we've got a busy few weeks ahead of us um, to start finishing out the season, which is really crazy to believe that we're already there in a 22 race season. It's been a long one, but uh, it's coming to a close and. I'm excited to see what next year uh, is going to bring. Hopefully, people will be able to challenge uh, the Red Bulls, at least for a couple race wins, a little more than this year. But uh, a championship fight would certainly be appreciated. But we'll see what happens. I'll be excited one way or another. So let's get into uh, the race then, shall we? Hamilton and Leclerc disqualified. And first, we have to start with the disqualifications of Hamilton and Leclerc. As the in-house Hamilton fan, and I know how many Ferrari fans out there that are always in pain... I couldn't believe (laughs) the scenes when I saw that on Twitter. Um, As soon as I saw what it was for, I knew that it was probably going to definitely be a a disqualification. There's not much gray area in that. Uh, You're either over the limit or you're not. Um, And yeah, the FIA did their normal randomized testing on, I believe, four different cars after the race to ensure... um, that everything is compliant, and that included the skid plates underneath the cars, which have been an area of uh, extra attention given the pur- pur- purposing, purposing <laughs> of last year. Um, and unfortunately, LeClaire and Hamilton were both found to be under the legal limit Um So that resulted in a double disqualification for Hamilton and Leclerc. Super unfortunate. Um, It has some serious ramifications. uh, I guess not so serious because it's not for the championship, but uh, for P2 in the championship, it is uh, not ideal for Hamilton and Mercedes. But yeah, I... I'm ultimately glad that Hamilton didn't end up winning uh, just because that would have been extra, extra painful had he won the race and then just got disqualified for for the illegal plank. Uh, Definitely unfortunate. Uh, Would have been unfortunate. Still unfortunate that he got disqualified, um, but at least he didn't win it and get it taken away. Uh, Good news is that Mercedes uh, had some good pace in the race, which was surprising and interesting. Their upgrades maybe have... Done something good, but more on them a bit later. But continuing on with Leclerc's disqualification, his weekend really went from bad to worse. Uh, He had the pace over signs over the course of the weekend, but during the race, um, a the Ferrari wasn't that quick with their tire wear. They definitely didn't weren't able to keep up with the McLarens uh, and Mercedes. But yeah, Ferrari just put Leclerc on quite the crazy strategy. It was. Ended up being a two-stop, I believe, but they had him pit super late and was just completely offset um, and just didn't have the pace. Um, nothing ended up really working for him. Uh, Science had a better strategy and was able to get ahead of him at the end. Uh, I guess it didn't matter too much since Le- Leclerc got disqualified. Um, but yeah, another pole without a win for Leclerc to go from P1 to sixth in the race and then disqualified That definitely hurts. Um, Ferrari definitely needs to take a look at that and see what went wrong. I know Fred Visser ended up... uh stating that they know that they made a mistake with Leclerc's strategy at the end. But, you know, I guess that's good to admit the mistake, but certainly certainly shouldn't be happening as frequently as, as it does with Ferrari. But Sainz ended up with a podium after the disqualification, so I guess uh, good for him. He seems to be the master of celebrating a podium without actually being on the podium. I think that's at least twice now. I think it might be three times or so um, that he's gotten a, or a podium after the fact for one reason or another so kind of funny now i had mentioned earlier that the hamilton disqualification had some ramifications and mainly that's for his uh, fight in p2 in the championship with perez it was really looking uh it was getting closer and closer um it was down to i think what was it just like 20 po- 29 25 points something like that um after the sprint race and with the way that things uh finished before the disqualifications the lead was going to be uh the gap i'm sorry was going to be cut down significantly um now after the disqualification it's a 39 point gap between Hamilton and Perez and you know, on average, that's at least 10 points um, a race that Hamilton is going to have to outscore Perez. So it's going to be a big ask. Uh, even with Perez's questionable form, I think it's going to take some continual, really questionable form and some really great drives from Hamilton and some luck on his part. Maybe if the Mercedes continues to be pretty good, um, then he can pull it off. But it's going to be a very tough ask uh, for Hamilton to get P2 in the championship. In addition Mercedes battle for P2 in the championship, Uh, kind of fortunate that uh, one of the Ferraris got disqualified as well, because the gap is only down to like 20 some points um, between Ferrari and Mercedes, and a big result like a P2, um, you know, would have made a big difference uh, in that battle, especially with Russell only finishing P7 on the road. So, definitely close, and if Mercedes isn't careful, even though they look to be the much faster car now, uh, they could uh, definitely have Ferrari chomping at the bit. So, we'll see what happens with the last four races of uh of the season here. With the disqualifications, I definitely have to wonder if more cars were tested, would others have failed as well? Uh, I know that four cars were tested, including Elbon, and he passed, Um, so certainly nothing wrong, nothing questionable about the four cars that they tested, anything, it was just a random test, could have happened to anybody, but it would have been interesting. I bet a few more cars would have got disqualified um, if they would have tested all of them. Uh, I'm sure some other teams may have made the mistake if two completely different teams had both made the same mistake and got disqualified for it. But alas, uh, that's not how it goes. uh, Just randomized testing, and unfortunately, Mercedes and Ferrari were the ones that made the mistake. Can't uh, do anything uh, about that. Just have to not make that mistake again. Mercedes New Dawn. So here we are at... The end of another season in this new ground effect era with the with um, the regulations, and Mercedes seems to be. Um Having a bit more understanding and better performance out of their car at uh, towards the end of the season, like they did last year. Now, is this a Mercedes uh, new dawn or is it another false dawn, like they had last year? Um, I remember in Brazil, uh, they really seemed to. Obviously, they had the fastest car. They got a one-two in the race, and that really led them down to the path of believing that they're development uh, path was the correct one. And unfortunately that clearly was not the right way. So that was certainly a false dawn. And I feel like multiple times throughout the season this year as well, um, they've had some upgrades where they feel like they're making some progress and then they completely go backwards and are a little lost. So hopefully this upgrade, they will understand it. Hopefully it'll lead them to better directions and better development uh, for this year and especially for next in 2025. It's tough to say, I mean, typically when a a car is as dominant as the Red Bull uh, has been this year, and you've seen it with the Mercedes domination uh, previously, that the teams typically start to catch up by the end of the season, but that's because the dominant team has already uh, just completely switched focus to the following year. So it's tough, I don't think it's, I I don't know if it'll be quite as close um, at the beginning of next season as it is at the end of now but uh, we can all have hopes and dreams. In the race, uh, Red Bull still definitely had the ultimate pace advantage, Um, but yeah, that new upgrade on the Mercedes, um, at least for this race, seemed to really make some good improvements. Hamilton said it felt the best. one of the first times that he's really felt a difference in the upgrades. So I guess that's a good sign if he's getting a better feel from the car, um, then he'll be able to extract more and hopefully they're going in uh, the right direction. Some promising signs for the future, but like I mentioned, uh, we've seen promising signs before and it uh, hasn't led to any any fruits. So we'll see what happens there. Definitely gonna have to see how it performs over the next uh, few races. Um, I think if it continues to perform well, Brazil might be a good shot for a win because obviously last year they performed really well and um, if they continue to understand their car now then they might have a good good shot of that So I've mostly been speaking about Hamilton, and obviously that's because of his disqualification as well as his incredible race uh, to P2. But on the other side of the garage, uh, George Russell, he seemed to have another off weekend where he's just really behind uh, Hamilton on the pace and just kind of in in his own no man's land. Uh, I think it's kind of been the story of his season this year. Um, he just hasn't been able to match or beat Hamilton very often, even though the qualifying head-to-head is pretty much even, if I'm not mistaken. Um, in the race, Hamilton has definitely had the advantage, and Russell really needs to sort some things out and and uh, see how he can get back to uh, trying to match Hamilton. I think it's going to be tougher if Hamilton is getting a better feel for the car, Um then it's going to be a hard ask for Russell to do that. But for him to finish P7 on the road and Hamilton P2, definitely, definitely tough. Uh, he needs to have a bit better performance than that. McLaren take P4. Now the next big talking point is that McLaren has taken P4 in the Constructors' Championship away from Aston Martin. Who would have thought this at the beginning of the year? My goodness, what a downturn in form for Aston and an upturn in form for McLaren. Definitely insane to see. I remember when McLaren first got those upgrades on and they got their podiums in Austria and they were performing well. Uh, there was chatterings about them snatching P- P4 in the championship from Aston Martin. And it was like, it's gonna be a hard ask Um you know they've got to score a lot of points compared to Aston, and I mean the difference in uh, the difference in form between the two teams has just been enormous the past several races. I don't know what the exact point differential is between the two teams, but it's uh, pretty staggering to say the least. So now McLaren is officially P4 in the championship uh, so far, and. If Aston didn't have uh, such an advantage from the beginning of the year, uh, an Alpine would really be knocking on their door as well. They had a good race, and uh, it's definitely crazy to see that, they're, or that Aston is fighting uh, in the Alpine territory now after them being uh, seemingly the only people who could take a fight to Red Bull at the beginning of the year. It's really been a case of... McLaren just doing really well with their upgrades and Aston Martin just having a real downturn in form. It seems like every single upgrade that they put on the car just is not working. Um, They just have only gone down in performance and McLaren has only gone up and it's been pretty insane to see the stark differences between the two teams. I don't know what's going on at Aston Martin to cause that. They obviously created a very good car to start the year but um, for them to have this downturn in form so dramatically is definitely strange to see. I definitely am not surprised to see some of the bigger teams like Ferrari and uh, Mercedes outdevelop them just because they're a little more established and have a bit more of the facilities that Aston doesn't quite have yet, but for them to completely go backwards and really down and lose performance over the course of the year um you know that's definitely uh, a scary sight for aston martin fans not sure what's going on there but uh at least stroll got some points again for the first time since like the summer break so that's pretty shocking but uh good for him i have to wonder with aston martin um if some of the rumors about the flexi wing Uh, changes. uh, The technical directives uh, have made an impact on Aston Martin. Um, I know specifically earlier in the year when there was rumors of that. um, Definitely have to wonder if that had an impact on Aston Martin and if it continues to have an impact. I'm not so certain that it would have this dramatic of an impact, uh, especially for this long after putting several different upgrades on the car as well and no other team seemingly super affected by it. But it definitely is interesting that their form uh, took a down, downhill tumble starting at that point and has not really recovered since then. So let me know what you guys think if it has anything to do with that. Sprint Format Controversy Now another kind of controversy over the weekend uh, has been the sprint format. It uh, seems to come up every single time there is a sprint weekend and I understand why that is. Last weekend, there was less chatterings of it because it was, uh, it, I think, was really good the last uh, sprint race, but this one was not so good this time around. I think there's really two camps for how you feel about a sprint weekend. I think either A, um, people think that it's boring, it doesn't add value, and it spoils the race, and other people think that... Um, It's more interesting than FP3, um, than practice sessions, and that it kind of mixes the grid up a little bit because teams aren't able to fine-tune their cars as much, and I'm honestly not still sure how I feel about sprint weekends, if I think they are uh, a net positive or a net negative. I think it definitely needs tweaking one way or another. Um... I think in its current format and the previous format, it's not really good enough or justifiable to keep it on the calendar just because it's not that interesting. I think it definitely does spoil the race on Sunday. Maybe if the race was, the sprint race was uh, a little bit longer so that they would have to make a pit stop because the tires would be like questionable if they can make it or if they would require a pit stop, uh, something like that, that might make it more interesting. I think a better format, though, would be to have all of the sprint um, events happen on the Friday so that it's its own condensed day at the beginning of the weekend, and then on Saturday have traditional qualifying, but teams are allowed to make changes to their cars for qualifying and for the regular race on Sunday. I think that would make it interesting on Friday for the unpredictability of teams not really having all the running. But then it would allow things to be switched up on Saturday and Sunday because teams would then have a little more information gathered and would be a little more fine-tuned. I don't think there's necessarily anything wrong with the fine-tuning over the course of a weekend. I think it can make it uh, interesting, but I think that would be a a better format. I, I would like to see all the sprint stuff done on a Friday and then normal saturday sunday go uh as as a normal weekend with some changes being made i think that would spice things up a little bit and make it a bit more interesting my predictions versus the actual results now taking a look at my predictions versus the actual results these were really all over the place Um, i always make my predictions prior to the race weekend so you know if i changed it Prior to the race, after one qualifying session, it would certainly change a lot. But uh, yeah, it's funner to do it before the weekend starts. And of course, if uh, Hamilton and Leclerc didn't get disqualified on Sunday, then that would change things as well. But for Friday's qualifying, uh, for my predictions, I had Verstappen P1, Hamilton P2, and Piastri P3. Um, he certainly did not have the pace uh, on Norris over the course of the weekend. I don't know if it was because it was his first time uh, being on this track, racing on this track, or if Norris uh, just had a really clean, strong weekend and kind of showing that he still does have uh, the performance over Piastri for the time being. So that was interesting to see. I thought Piastri would do a bit better, but Norris was on fire throughout the weekend. Now for the actual results, of friday's qualifying uh it was Leclerc, norris and hamilton verstappen had his lap time deleted that caused him to, to start p6 and then it was incredibly close with uh Leclerc, norris and hamilton um all great laps from them i think any one of them could have got pole Leclerc just has something special on sprint weekends where he manages to pull out a pole position like every time uh so i guess uh, you can never bet against him on a sprint weekend Uh, But then, yeah, Norris and Hamilton, both great performances, could have gone either way. Verstappen would have been on pole had it not been for that lap time deleted, Um, but uh, it made for Sunday's race to be a lot more interesting. For the sprint quali, my predictions, I had Verstappen P1, Norris P2, and Hamilton P3. Um, And the actual was Verstappen P1, Leclerc P2, and Hamilton P3. Once again, going into it, I thought it was going to be super close between the Ferraris, McLarens, um, and the Mercedes, particularly the McLaren and Mercedes. But Leclerc, um, like I said, is always super quick on sprint weekends. Uh, He's one of the fastest drivers on the grid, and he pulled out uh, an almost special lap there uh, to almost get pole position on the sprint qualifying on Saturday as well. For the sprint race, I had uh, my predictions as Hamilton in P1, Verstappen P2, Norris P3. I really thought Hamilton being a specialist uh, around the United States Grand Prix, I thought he'd be able to get Verstappen off the line and kind of just hold him off for the short race distance. And I thought um, that Norris would follow up on, on the podium um, because the McLarens have been looking great. But the last, it ended up being uh, Verstappen, Hamilton, and Leclerc. So I was relatively close. But yeah, uh, Hamilton wasn't able to get ahead of Verstappen uh, off the line. And then Verstappen really just pulled a big gap over the course of a 19-lap uh, race. It definitely was worrisome for the race on Sunday. I think everybody thought that Verstappen was going to walk away with it on Sunday, but it ended up being a lot closer, uh, I think, than anybody really thought. So made for uh, an interesting race on Sunday, that's for sure. And for the race on Sunday, I had Verstappen, Piastri, Hamilton. And, of course, the actual results were significantly different. Uh, it was Verstappen, Norris, and Sainz. And, yeah, I mean, like I was mentioning, Piastri didn't really have much pace this weekend. He was nowhere near Norris. And then of course the I believe first lap uh incidents with Ocon really ruined his race as well as Ocon's race. And that was kind of the end of it. He had to retire from that eventually. Um so new podium for Mr. Piastri. But it's uh was quite the battle for for the lead there with Verstappen and Hamilton. Verstappen having some brake issues, and Hamilton was on fresher uh, medium tires compared to Verstappen's hard tires. And while if it would have just been a couple more uh, laps, I think we could have seen Hamilton get past Verstappen. Um, if Verstappen didn't have those brake um, problems, would Hamilton have been as close? Tough to say. Probably not. But yeah, it definitely was interesting. Mercedes really has to get their act together because I think they really lost. Uh, Hamilton the win there. Uh, Between their slow, slow, slow pit stops, I've been saying this for a long time, that they have got to get their act together with their pit stops, as well as their strategy was a little questionable. I think that really lost them the win today. Uh, but regardless, they wouldn't have got the win anyways because him and LeClaire got disqualified. Um, so that promoted to Norris P2 and Sines P3 um, after all, this, all the podium celebrations were done, of course. And, of course, that uh, allowed Logan Sargent to also get his first uh, point. So definitely great for him. Um, obviously, a lot of luck involved in that. However, he did have uh, probably his best race weekend of the year. Um, He kept it clean all weekend, finished right behind Albon, and did probably exactly what Williams had been wanting him to do for the entire year. So maybe if he can string together the next couple races and just do some solid performances, then uh, maybe he'll keep his seat for next year. Um, Even though I think that probably shouldn't happen regardless, I think he's shown what he's capable of, and I'd like to see somebody else in that car next up looking at my master class of the weekend i had alpha tari now the team in general uh i wouldn't say was the master class of the weekend but i think yuki Sonoda was the master class of the weekend he had a really great performance got i believe five points after everything after uh, the disqualifications as well as the fastest lap um he had great race pace and just looked really comfortable throughout the weekend and scored some much-needed points for himself in al uh, may uh, Will make a big difference in the Constructors' Championship, especially with Haas not scoring a single point all weekend, despite their big upgrades. Bad news for them. Uh, maybe they just need more time to understand it, but that's not looking very good for them. But uh, yeah, with Williams scoring a couple points as well um, because of their double points finish, that uh, helps them extend uh, or at least keep their lead for P7 in the championship. So they were a little lucky there with uh, Yuki scoring so many points. Well, not so many, but a lot of points for those teams uh, in the back of the championship there but uh yeah great race from yuki and on the other side of the garage a big return from uh for ricardo did not have such a great race not a good return for him he really needs to make sure he's stepping it up and he needs to be outperforming yuki every single race um but Yeah, part of it was down to um, their strategy with Ricardo. They tried a one-stop, and then he had damage as well uh, from some point in the race, and it seemed like he just didn't have the pace because uh, of both of those reasons. So a pretty lackluster return from Ricardo, but hopefully he'll perform uh, a bit better in next weekend um so we'll see what happens uh, everybody wants to see ricardo do good so hopefully he can uh, string together some good performances going into my disaster class of the weekend i had alpine and wow i am beginning to realize there is a last the first curse because for this as well as my bold prediction as well as some past <laughs> predictions before uh, i feel like i am just cursing these drivers and so i do apologize but that's the name of the game i suppose <laughs> but yeah alpine uh, were surprisingly quick um i think they could have got double points had it not been for Ocon uh getting the damage and having to retire after the first lap incident and yeah they were i was surprised with how quick they were they were um not lost uh, like they often can be, and they were right there with with the Astons, um as well. So, was definitely definitely interesting. Um, but with that incident with Ocon and Piastri, it was hard to believe that Ocon walked away with the most damage from that incident. I mean, they both ended up uh, retiring, but it looked like. Piastri should have completely got sent off to the moon with how hard those two cars hit each other. But uh, yeah, Piastri was able to continue for a little while and Ocon had to retire because he had a big hole in his side pod. So it didn't work out so well for him, but uh, Gasly had a good race, got some good points, and they had some surprisingly uh, good pace. Um, so yes, the last the first curse continues. And lastly, going into my bold prediction, um, I was predicting that Haas would get a double points uh, score for um because of their big upgrades and yeah how well did that go anyways <laughs> I will see you guys in the next one that was my US Grand Prix race review uh coming up next with a uh, the second of a triple header. Uh we are going to Mexico. Can Perez get a podium in his home race? Doubtful. But looking forward to the race, I'm not sure how the pecking order is going to um, come out uh, from that race, but uh, we'll see. It's coming up quick. It's going to be a busy couple weeks, and I'll see you guys in the next one.